2: back to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with us is TJ Inman. Uh, we have had three weeks off. Unfortunately, TJ was under the weather last week, lost his voice, and could not uh, participate. It is difficult to do a podcast uh, when that happens. But anyway, we're going to discuss the, whether or not the college football playoff should expand. But first, we have a word from our sponsor, Uh, SeatGeek, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience instead of shopping dozens of sites. To find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you, kind of like kayak and uh, buying airplane tickets. Uh, Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, a yellow dot for good deals, and a red dot not-so-good deals. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. Uh, what are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, wipes and Events, we have tickets. And right now, we have in TJ Inman. Uh, TJ, how are you doing on this? On June evening.
1: Yeah, doing very well. The past couple of days have been uh, postcard weather. This certainly uh, doesn't feel near as bad as summer usually feels uh, in Indiana. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, our talk today about the playoffs. And then uh, after that, you know, our episodes are really going to uh, start to uh, look earnestly toward the uh, 2019 season, which I'm really pumped about.
2: Yeah, and getting into it, we're, we are less than 89 days away. Uh, it was 89 days at noon today. IU does kick off yep. at Lucas Oil Stadium on August 31st at noon against Ball State. That game is going to be on CBS Sportsnet. Uh, so people who do not get that, get out your transistor radio, sit out on the porch, uh, listen to Don and Buck, and, uh, or follow us on Twitter. Um, it, it's one of those channels where because it's a Ball State home game, Ball the, the Mac channel gets it, and that, that's CBS Sportsnet. So, you know, call your cable provider uh, or find something online. Uh, Reddit has different streams and things like that. So that's uh, that's how you'll get that game. We'll talk more about that later. We'll talk more about the season later. But right now we're talking about the college football playoff whether it should expand or not, what needs to be tweaked, whether we like it or not. So the college football playoff, TJ, was brought to, to bring an end to the BCS. The first year was 2014. It was to take the four best teams in the country, have them play each other, and get not one true champion like the Big 12, uh, but a, a more accurate, fair champion, which – Uh, we'll discuss whether or not that it it has been successful, but the, the college football playoff is at four teams. It's supposed to be the four best teams or the four most deserving teams, which is another argument in and of itself. Uh, But it's a two semi and a two semifinal games. It rotates between rose sugar, orange cotton Fiesta and peach bowls. Uh, And it's, uh, it's becoming very controversial. So, uh, TJ, what are your initial thoughts of the college football playoff? You'll go, and then then I'll give my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I I mean, you know, the initial question of do you like it, yes or no, um, for me it's a yes, uh, and, you know, I'm I'm using that as kind of a sliding scale of – what I previously knew, which was the bowl system just treated, you know voting uh on a uh, on a champion, and then obviously the evolution of that to the b c s uh so in my opinion, the current system uh is light years ahead of those in terms of determining uh, a a fair true champion uh so if I look back at what I previously know and compare it to that. Uh, yeah, I, I really, really like it. I think it is a much better system than what we have previously had. Um, and I, I do think that, uh, you know, you have to look at the integrity of the regular season and the interest of the regular season. Uh, and in my opinion, uh, that has not been damaged. Um, I, I still feel that every Saturday is a really huge one um, and that. That one loss could potentially uh, throw your national title hopes into, uh, you know, into major uh, dismay. Now, um, I do think that there are some issues with the current playoff system, and I do think there are some improvements that that could be made. Uh, but if I'm tasked with, do I think that the playoff system has improved college football? Uh, or hurt college football, I would, um, you know, have a very strong opinion
2: that it has improved it overall. Yeah, you know, my biggest fear with college football playoff was that it was going to ruin the regular season, and, you know, college football is unique in that every week matters, whether it's week one or week 14, every week matters. It's just, you know, it, as awesome as March Madness is, um, it, it's really a terrible way to pick a champion, uh, like a real champion. Wow! And um, so okay. it's, you know, it, it's who really cares about outside of the fan bases of those teams, who really cares about, you know, some of these big opening games in November as opposed to, you know, oh you know, let's say Alabama's playing Clemson in, in the opener, or, uh, you know, there's really no games like that this year. But you, you always have one of the big marquee games. Uh, you know, next year it's going to be LSU-Texas. You know, they're, they're almost elimination games in August and September. And that's what, I about, that's what I love about the the college football season, and that's what my big fear was of the playoff. Now, the 14 14- points Playoff, you're leaving out a Power Five school. You're supposed to reward teams for scheduling harder, harder opponents. Uh, and if you go four best teams, Alabama might lose two games and still be the best team. Um, and that it's a hard criteria to, to guess. That the deserving teams. We've seen, uh, we haven't seen that many different teams in the playoff. You've had Alabama's been in it five times, Clemson over three, mm-hmm. Ohio State's been in there twice, and then Georgia, Oregon, Florida Michigan State, Notre Dame, and Washington have been in at one, so there are a lot of teams that have no shot of making the college football playoff, and, and that goes from UCF, who had won 24 games in a row, five games in a row, and to, you know... An Iowa team that needed somebody to lose two games if they went undefeated uh, in, in uh, over the season, playing in a power conference. See, I think, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the playoff. It's sure if you want to expand it to six games, it might be better. At what point? When do you stop? Is is my point, is? Do you stop at six? Do you stop at five? Do you stop at eight? you go 16. Um, and then if you do that, those games in the middle of the year, that LSU, Alabama matchup or Ohio state, uh, Wisconsin, or Ohio state at the end of the year, those games really don't. Okay. Well, if Ohio state and Michigan are one and two going into to the final week of the season, Michigan's really going to drop to eight and they're going to leave them out if, if they lose. Um, and go 11 and one and Ohio state beats them by two points, you're really going to leave them out. It's hard to see that happening. Uh, but and to me, I, it's, you're going down a slippery slope with playoff expansion. Um, the games have been entertaining, uh, the, at least the final games, some of these semifinal games, especially the last few that the big 10 have been in, uh, have been laughers, um, Sometimes it is entertaining seeing Ohio State get the brain speed in. I'm not gonna lie about that. That was really fun to watch, um, and the the money's big. People will watch. All these things are made for TV anyway, and people will say, "Well, I I like bowl system because teams like IU or Purdue, uh, they are such long shots for the college football." If IU goes twelve and zero, are, they, are we, are we going to consider putting IU in against these teams? Yeah, that means they've beaten Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Purdue, and whoever else is on the schedule in non-conference, and, and they probably are one of the most distant teams in the country. But then you have a panel goes, okay, well they're IU, they're not, you know, let's. God forbid, there's there's a one-loss SEC team, uh, an undefeated SEC champion, an undefeated Pac-12 champion. You know, at some point, um, the, the odds are so astronomical, uh, even just for IU to beat in Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State, let alone all in the same year. That it, it's you're really limiting college football's national title to to you know. Four, five conferences, and maybe the top two teams in each conference, and, and even then, it's you know you've seen the Pac-12 being left out, the, the Big Ten has been left out, uh, and, and the Big 12 has been left out. So I, I think they need to keep the bowl system in terms of yeah, people say it's a participation trophy. They move it to a 60-18 playoff, like like the NCAA tournament. That 16 seed who's going to lose to Alabama by, by 40 points, you're going to be happy about being a 16th seed in, in the college football playoff and, and get your your brains beat in? That, I mean, that's more of a participation trophy than having two more evenly matched teams uh, play. Sure, it's an exhibition game, but at the end of the day, they win something. It, it's, you know, you're, you're celebrating a, a college football playoff or a March Madness birth unless you win the whole thing, everything's a participation trophy. Uh, So I I think there's a happy medium somewhere in there in terms of expansion um, where I I think all five Power Five schools deserve a shot and then one at large. But there's definitely changes that need to be made. TJ, what changes uh, or expansion changes would you make? Well, I I do –
1: believe, number one, I think expansion, uh, while not inevitable, I do believe it is very likely with the next television contract that's signed, uh, which I want to say is 2024, uh, is when this current rights deal expires. I think that when that uh, next TV contract is is up for negotiation, I do think that uh, there will be a strong, strong push for expansion. Uh, And the model that I I have heard that I'm most intrigued by, uh, and I'm not going to sit here and and say that, um, you know, I have the answers to make this a perfect uh, perfect formula because I I don't know if that exists um, because it it does differ so much from year to year. What Some years uh, you look at it and say, well, um, you know, there's really two teams that stand out above the rest and teams three through eight are evenly matched, or teams 3 through 12 are evenly matched, or maybe some years you've got three teams which are head and shoulders above the rest. Or, you know, it's going to differ year to year what looks like perfect. So I I do not know um, what the perfect model would be if there is one. um, But the model that I'm most intrigued by that I have seen is an expansion to six, giving the top two teams buys. Uh so you have uh, incentive to be one of those top two teams um which I think keeps interest up is this you know the fan bases of the top four or five teams are um you know following that race if you will, for the top two seeds uh to get a a buy into the final four and then seed three and six play each other um and seeds four and five play each other. And I'd be in favor of having those games hosted on campus. Uh, Game, you know, team three host team six, team four host team five, and then the winners advance to the semifinals, which would, uh, you know, resemble what we or match what we currently have, and that that rotates that at both sites, and then you have the the winners of those games going to the national championship. Um, You know, I think that that would be a you know a mild expansion, but also uh somewhat of a radical uh variation of what we currently have because you would have uh two you know quarter final games if you will that would be on site uh you know think about perhaps a game in i don't know mid december between uh maybe Ohio state's a three seed and I don't know like a central Florida. Uh, would be a six seed, or um, you know, the four seed, uh, maybe your Pac-12 champ, Washington. So you've got a quarterfinal game hosted there at uh, Husky Stadium uh, in front of the Sound. Like that would uh, that'd be an incredible atmosphere, it really would, and I, I think that'd be uh, very college football to have those on campus, and then you progress to the current bulls. Uh, I do want to definitely keep the bowl system intact because, you know, in my opinion, uh, it's really two different sports that the majority of the teams compete on, and then, you know, your top tier programs are competing on. They're, they're just you know, two totally different goal sets, really. Uh, you know, Alabama, Clemson, uh, Oklahoma, they enter each season with a goal of a national title in mind the majority of the time. Uh, Indiana and a lot of other programs are entering it with a very different goal in mind, and that's you know maybe it's to get to eight wins or to get the six wins to reach a bowl game. Uh, you know every program has their own goals, their own standards, uh, and those goals, those bowl games allow for for that to exist and for you know Indiana to if there were not bowl games and let's say uh, you know you're comparing it to a uh, I don't know, like a NBA or uh, something Indiana's goal would be to get an eight seed this to squeak into a playoff, and and that's just you know, there's not a lot of interest there for me to follow that. However, if it's hey, we're trying to build our program by making a bowl game, um, you know then suddenly, hey, there's more interest for me because every game towards that six. Definitely matters. Um, so I definitely want to keep that bowl system in place. But in terms of the playoff, I think that that expansion model, uh, and I, I'm not sure how that would look. If it would, I think the most logical one would be your five conference champions, of so the, the Power Five, and then your one at large, uh, which you could mandate has to come from the group of five, uh, or you know, so that you could have that group of five, whoever the best group of five team is, you can have them automatically selected to be one of those six. Uh, Or you could just say, you know what, we're just going to choose the six best or the six most deserving teams. And we'll pull the side from there. Obviously that could be problematic because then you might just say, well, still central Florida is going to be locked out of this thing because we've decided that they are not one of the six most deserving, or they're not one of the six best. We don't care if they were to defeat it. We saw who they played, and we don't think they're good enough to compete at that level. Um, you might still run into that, so you you could perhaps legislate in that one of these six spots has to be for a group of five team. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that particular part of it. I yeah, get forced could you to could
2: choose. Have, you could have one of those years where the group of five, you know, that that sure. champion or whatever, three, two three losses, and they're just not very good. Yeah.
1: Um, and then you're looking at a blowout uh, semifinal game where they have, that's a six seed and they have to travel to, let's say, a Ohio State. So they're traveling to Columbus to take on, you know, let's say a, a 12-1 and Ohio State team uh, that's the three seed and, you know, getting beat on national TV in real December in Columbus by, you know, 20 points or whatever. Um, how entertaining is that? I mean, not necessarily great. Whereas maybe a six seed otherwise would be a I don't know um, ten and two LSU team let's say that uh, you know lost to Alabama who's like a one seed and then maybe dropped a, a game on the road to like a Auburn or or a Georgia and was a very good team clearly but they lost two close games to SEC teams now what if that Six seed LSU team is going to three seed Ohio State. To me, that's much more interesting. And if you're just going after what's interesting and perhaps uh, biggest bucks in terms of viewership, I think that the you know hypothetical six seed LSU or six seed Georgia or six seed Florida State, if they get their crap together, at an Ohio State in middle of December, I think that that matchup uh, would would scream the big-time college football uh, ratings. So maybe that that option would be one that would be more palatable to the decision-makers.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, you know, like last year was one of those years where everybody knew basically from week one to to the end of the year, it's going to be Alabama and Clemson. And, yeah, some teams put a scare into each of them, and it was, you know, you're probably better off playing a, you know, like the BCS, just these are the two best teams, let's play. Um, And for me, another part that goes into it and expanding it, and I like that those first games have to be on campus. It is so – It's so unfair to ask these fans to travel to these bowl sites during the most expensive travel time of the year uh, around Christmas and New Year's and go to, to, you know, California, which is an absurdly expensive place to travel to anyway. Uh, Last year's playoff was at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. IU was out there in the the, um, whatever bowl it was called, the Foster Farms Bowl, now the Red Box Bowl uh out there in 2016 flights were you know six seven hundred dollars because it's last minute Uh, hotels weren't cheap you had to stay either in san francisco which is like the most expensive place in the world um or you stayed in san jose which you know is a nice city but it's not as nice as san francisco and everything's going to be in san francisco anyway Uh, and then you have to pay to get stadium. then you have to pay to get tickets uh, oh, yeah, and not to mention that if you're, like, a real diehard fan of the team, you're probably paying to go, you know, to the Sugar Bowl or wherever those the, those other games are, it, you know, the Rose Bowl. You could make two trips out to um, to California and stay there for 10 days um, or fly back and forth or fly to Florida. It's just the, the prices for fans are outrageous, and especially college football – the great thing are campus games. It's I've been saying it for years is games on campus. You have the students, you have the band, Uh, you know, it's just, that's part of tradition and you're losing. You think college students could afford to to go to to, uh, a playoff game uh, or two playoff games um, or even three, let's say you're a six seed and make a run uh, three. It's, it's starting to get expensive. Now, if you play on campus, uh, that takes, you know, students, it's kind of will fall. If you play right after the conference championship games, I would put you about at the 14th of December, which usually is around finals week. If you put it the next week, everybody has a bye um, to make it a little bit more evenly even on time off that puts you at December 21st, which is usually that first weekend, the bowl games, uh, right around Christmas students are off campus. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, having rivalry week on Thanksgiving weekend where it's just the atmosphere is a little bit different, but I'm sure there's some students who would come back if it's held like a regular season game, uh, Ticket allotments, it, you're getting into a lot of technical stuff now. Uh, I'm down that rabbit hole. Uh, but, you know, ticket allotments, how many tickets do you give to UCF and things like that? Is it going to be, you know, a, a 50-50 split like a, like a bowl game? Is it going to be, you know, a regular, regular season game where you have your whatever 10,000 seats at, at, um, at Ohio Stadium get sent down to UCF for their fans to buy and then sent back? I like having the game on campus, though. Uh, but it, there's still a lot of stuff to work out. Six teams is probably what I like the best, and it, it's got you got to get to the point where teams aren't scheduling, and they, you schedule so far in advance. So let's say UCF is going to schedule. Let's say they play. Let's say they would play Florida State this year. Florida State was five and seven last year. But they had probably scheduled that game ten years ago when Florida State was um a game. Boise State and, is
1: playing Florida State this year.
2: And and yeah, Boise but,
1: State could hypothetically uh, you know, be that group of five team. That's possible.
2: Yeah, and, and but if if let's say Boise State goes down there and beats Florida State and Florida State ends up as a yeah. six and six team that's now going yeah. to be held against them. Well, they scheduled Florida State. Florida State's not as good as it used to be. Now Florida State goes ten yeah. and two, and, and Boise State is beaten That's it. uh, okay. You know, not, now you're now you're cooking. So there's a lot of right. things that go into it. Um, I, I do think six games is the best. You've got to keep the bowl the, the bowl system. People don't realize this when when they talk about the. They're made for TV. It doesn't matter if there's fifteen people in the stands, or
1: right one hundred
2: and fifty thousand people in the stands. They're made for TV, and that's where they get all their money. They're made for, you know, people are usually home during the holidays, uh, maybe a little bit earlier in the afternoon, and work is a little bit more relaxed. It's it's something. It's content that writes itself, and. You know, live game content is the best kind of content to me. Uh, and yeah. selfishly, as a teacher, with weeks off of December, there is nothing better than watching the Bahamas Bowl on a day afternoon when it's, you know, minus 50 degrees out in Indianapolis. It's, you know, yeah. and, and watching a 45 42 shootout game between, you know, central Michigan and western Kentucky. Uh, it's, that's just me now I, there might be fifteen thousand people at that game, uh, but it's something it's something to watch. It's something that I haven't seen before uh, that I will probably carve out, hey, I, you know, it needs three and a half four hours to watch this game and, and you could watch that game and, and do lesson plans or anything else that goes around with it so i, I that's my take on the bowl system. The college football playoffs should probably be set at six. They need to figure out what are we looking at? It can't change every single year. Uh, is it, you know, is it if you have the most difficult schedule and go 10-2 and two and win your conference championship, is it that? Is it, well, you didn't really have the hardest schedule and, and you beat some great teams but get – Blown out by some mediocre teams, do you leave them out? There has to be um, more defined criteria to do that, and then it also has to come down to the conferences. Big Ten plays nine conference games, the SEC plays eight conference games. Whereas, you know, you look at Ohio State the last two years, you that crossover game where they got blown out at Iowa and where they got shellacked at Purdue that game might not have happened if you're playing eight games. Let's say for argument's sake, that's that ninth game where you go, okay, well, Ohio state, maybe now they play Cincinnati or, you know, they play, uh, you know, uh, Miami Miami of Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And win that game 56 to seven or 8,000 to nothing, or, you know, whatever they would put on, you know, those two teams, uh, instead of a, a conference road game in a supercharged environment uh, where they're, they had bad days, but hey, give credit to Iowa and Purdue, they played out of their minds, but it, yeah, going into Kinnick stadium at night in in, in October is always going to be difficult going into Ross eight stadium at night against Jeff Brom's team is going to be, it's going to be, you know it's going to be a lot more difficult than playing at noon against Miami of Ohio at Ohio Stadium. So you know the the Big Ten or the rest of the Power Five needs nine games, or the Big Ten and and whoever else has nine games needs to go back to eight games because the, the Kevin Wilson uh, media day a couple years ago. You're taking a chance you know with that ninth game you're guaranteeing the conference goes 7 and 7 uh, whereas yep. it, you could theoretically go 14 and 0 or 13 and 1 whatever it is it's going to be better than 7 it could be better than 7 and 7 if you schedule smartly um so they they need things need to be on an even playing field you know the, the big 10 playing nine conference games it, it's it's come back to bite them in the rear end you know Ohio State. It's it's that cross. It's that extra crossover game where you know Iowa and Purdue don't get to see Ohio State that often. It, it just that that game is a special game. That's when you go. You, you look on the calendar. Oh, in 2025, Ohio State's coming back. Okay, we you know what? 2025. We're we're going. You know, pack up the car. Let's go. That's a game that people have. Circled on their calendars for years, and it's yeah. it's inevitable that that that's going to happen. And that kept out that those two losses kept Ohio State out of the, the playoff. Whereas Ohio State probably put up a fight against Alabama or Clemson uh, with, with the offense that they had. So they need an they need to even the playing field. Um, probably expand it to six games, but once they start expanding, it's going to. It's going to overexpand. It's going to kill the regular season. Um, And nobody can guarantee me that it's not going to do those things. At at what point? Okay, well, there's the argument between four and five now. Okay. Well, then there's going to be an argument between seven. Oh, well, well, let's move it to eight games. Then it's going to be eight and nine. You're never going to keep everybody happy. And there's always going to be an argument for, Somebody to be better than somebody on, on the fringe. But I think the smaller it's kept, the better. And, and maybe you have one of these sliding scale of teams where, okay, clearly Clemson and Alabama are the two best teams. Now, logistics, it's, it's a logistical nightmare. Uh, but Alabama and Clemson are the two best teams. They're going to play in the national title game where it's more like a BCS system, uh, but it's a logistical a log, log, uh, logistical nightmare because God forbid Alabama loses in the SEC title game to Georgia or, you know, Clemson gets, it loses late in the year and, and things like that, but at what point is it, okay, is it Alabama beat Ole Miss by 30, then we go to an 18 playoff and they're playing – they're playing, uh, you know, maybe a, a two-loss Michigan team and, and take them to the woodshed or, or something like that. At some point, that the game has become unentertaining, and a lot of these semifinal games have been. Uh, there have been a, a few really good ones, um, but the last couple years have been, eh, like, okay. We, we know who the two best teams are. It's Clemson and Alabama. It'll be Clemson and Alabama probably again this year uh, and I, I think that's bad for the sport so final thoughts TJ uh, well
1: I, I mean I, I
2: do agree with you uh,
1: Clemson and Alabama have certainly dominated the uh, in terms of titles um, I do think for me um uh, I'm always going to be in favor of what I feel generates interest. Uh, You know, what do I want to watch? And for me, um, you know, having an argument of, hey, we can decide here, one through six, you've got the argument of who are the top six, and then you've got another argument within that argument of, uh, you know, who are the top two to get those Pivotal buys, uh, and in football, that's a huge deal. And then you've mm-hmm. got the arguments of, all right, so who are are three and four because they get to host those on-campus games. So for me, that system brings up a ton of talking points, a ton of interest, uh, and a lot of a lot of things to watch for every Saturday as teams try to make their case for that. And then you keep that traditional bowl system, uh, whereas a you know, a game between, uh, you know, 4-4 four four Indiana and, uh, you know, 5-3, and three, um, I don't know, 5-3 and three Northwestern uh, would, literally speaking, in the Midwest, not even going to generate anybody's interest. Uh, but for Big Ten fans or, or Midwest football fans, you know, you're looking at it as, oh, hey, those are two teams jockeying for bowl position. Uh, and trying to get to that sixth win. Um, so you'd have a, a middling matchup that doesn't matter at all, so then you add some stakes to it uh, when you've got these bowl games in place, whereas, hey, Northwestern going for a win to try and improve their bowl position, maybe get themselves to a you know a nice end of December, early January bowl game, uh, or with a the loss, they're, they're back to battling for eligibility at all, and and on the other side, you've got Indiana looking for a win to, to set themselves up to get to a bowl game. Uh, I just think it adds a lot more talking point, a lot more stakes, if you will, uh, for every game. And, and sports, while fun in general, just when you add stakes to it, uh, I think it makes it more compelling. And the more stakes you can have, the better for me. So uh, I'm in favor of the playoffs, in favor of... I think making it a little better by having those tweaks and adjustments to get to six. I'll be very interested to see what the talking points are uh, as they begin negotiations for that next TV contract, which, of course, whatever they decide is going to be whatever the decision-makers have decided. We believe that this will maximize our profit. That will be the driving factor behind all of it. That should surprise absolutely nobody.
2: Yeah, it's all about – everything's all about money um yeah yeah i I really i really like the six tweak it um i think all power five teams need a power five conferences need a shot um unless it's that one year where one of the conferences you know the conference let's say northwestern beat ohio state in the conference title game uh last year then that throws a wrench into that but that's a problem you you that's a problem you, you handle when you when you get to it, Uh, and you know six games makes sense. It keeps the luster of of the regular season and uh, keeps some of these local rivalries and and, and things intact. I, I'd like to see like to see it. You know, it's already super regional, but I'd like to see you know the stakes at some of these regional games. You know the the egg bowl, um, the bucket game, things like that. These games at the end of the year kind of get highlighted a little bit more. But you know, with the six game, with the sixteen playoff, Mississippi Mississippi State's really not gonna have any national bearing, and it's more for those SEC fans and, and things like that, diehard college football fans. Uh, and, and that's I think what people need to realize: what's what's great about college football is. All these rivalries—teams that have been playing each other and hating each other for close to a hundred years—and uh, they usually always meet it that, you know, that last Saturday of November now, uh, and there's got to be some pride, and, and and that's what people have to realize that that that's what college football is. It's not these crazy money-making playoffs and and all that stuff. It's, it's these rivalries. It's missing. Ole Miss, Florida, Florida State, uh, Miami, Florida, or Miami, Florida State, uh, you know, Clemson, South Carolina. There are games where you you just take the records off the table and and people are interested. And and so hopefully uh, it doesn't take away from that. And hopefully the college football playoff committee becomes more defined. I think one of the worst things that they've done is, you know, push back, out of their rankings earlier, um, earlier and earlier, it kind of kind of hurts things. Kind of also shapes the, people's opinions a little too much. Uh, go in, watch the games. These people have to. You have to watch every single game. It, it's the only way I trust. Oh, we're only gonna. You can't be like, oh, we're only gonna watch the top ten teams. Well, maybe there's Boise State who's. The you know, number twenty four in in September playing against you know, a a solid Mountain West team that that game's at ten thirty at night and you're not really watching it or you know, some of these Pac twelve games that are on some ridiculous channel at some ridiculous time and things like that. Yeah, I find people who are both knowledgeable about the sport and also will sit down and watch these games and go, Hey, this team's this team's better than that and um, we'll see it. We'll see if that happens. Anyway, that does it for today's podcast. TJ, thanks for joining me uh, on this lovely June evening. Uh, come back to HoosierHuddle.com. As always, we're in the middle of our countdown. Uh, also, Antoine Randall-L is on the College Football Hall of Fame ballot for the consecutive year, I believe. Uh, hopefully he gets in. He deserves it if people haven't watched Antoine Randall He was one of the most elect, if not the most electric player uh, in the at that time. Changed changed that game uh, with the option quarterbacks. He's dual threat quarterbacks. Uh, he he was a uh, he was a thrill to watch. So he he really deserved it um, to go into the Hall of Fame. He's a guy who kind of changed changed the way the game is played. Uh, now the the number are outstanding too and he probably would have put up bigger numbers had he played in this era instead of in you know the late 90s early 2000s but uh, good on him, we're wishing him the best of luck we've got 80 90s uh, until the kickoff we have previews, opponent previews coming up uh, positional previews, opponent pre- preview ranking, all stuff you need to know going into the season we'll have out here in the next few months anyway tj thanks for joining us any last words
1: no thanks everybody for listening and we will uh be back next time as we start to look at some individual matchups and uh do some some fun uh not lists necessarily but just some fun uh, to- uh topics i guess you'd say it relates to the 2019 season and I think we're going to start with, uh, you know, our favorite or most interesting uh, non-conference battles uh, around the country. So I think that'll be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, definitely. Always fun talking about places we like tailgate, best uniforms, games games we want to watch, sit down and watch, uh, games we wish we could attend, uh, things like that. So please join us. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. You can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast from as well. That'll do it for tonight's show. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about more college football news.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect
0: trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage.